look at someone and think to yourself, I wonder what it's like to have their job, or how did they learn to do their work so well? Well, we ask ourselves those questions too. On this podcast, we visit with amazing people who have fascinating careers. They show us what they do and tell us how they got there. Their stories help middle school students like me to think about the plan for my future and everyone else's. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Show Me the Future podcast. Um, once again, I'm Heath Brandt. I'm the student director uh, for Camp Kapow, which is a youth leadership camp here in Columbia, um, sponsored by Mizzou and the Family Impact Center, uh, in which we help engage uh, middle school age students with career education opportunities and helping them kind of identify what they're passionate about. Um, and so through this camp, we've built like this standalone podcast that goes with it. Um, in which myself and another graduate student have been able to interview different career professionals from all sort of different career fields um, and kind of figure out a little bit about, you know, why they got into what they were doing and what they're passionate about um, and kind of some advice for them uh, for these middle school age students. Once again, yeah, thank you for being on. I'm super excited as a, you know, Mizzou resident and a big uh, Mizzou student and big basketball fan. I'm super excited to have you on Uh, just to kind of go over a little brief history and I'll let you go over it as well but you were a McDonald's All-American if I'm correct uh, and you played I was uh I was a nominee I okay. wish I was a McDonald's All-American I, okay. uh, I wasn't that good I was I was I was, I was, I was decent I don't know I, I, th- I thought you were up there <laughs> I was decent so absolutely and then you played for Mizzou from 08 to 13 and in that time we had five of those NCAA tournament appearances really could use that back currently yeah yeah uh, and then in your professional career, you played for the Grizzlies, and then you also played professionally overseas, um, if mm-hmm. I'm correct. And then currently, you're the owner and operator of LBO Sports LLC, which uh, puts on youth basketball camps here in Missouri and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So could you tell us a little bit more about your um, career and just kind of overall about your business now and kind of what all that looked like? Well, um, I think um, as far as my career, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I've been playing basketball since I was four. Was very, very fortunate to have numerous full rides um, to, to numerous great institutions for basketball. Uh, chose Mizzou in 08, came here, had a really, really uh, successful career and run here. Yeah. Um, in my freshman year, we won the, the Big 12 tournament. We uh, advanced to the Elite Eight. So tied the, the school record for, you know, success in the NCAA tournament we tied uh, by making the elite eight and then sophomore junior year senior year uh we made the tournament every year again we were always top 10 yeah um in the country you know Missouri arena was was very live and, and well back then oh, and bad. then um, I ended up getting injured my senior year so I had to sit out and, and come back another year for fifth year and uh, I made the most out of that opportunity from a basketball career standpoint it kind of derailed me from reaching the NBA fully, although I had a quick stint with the Grizzlies. Um, But there's always, you know, something that can be learned from hard times. And for me, in that fifth year, I was able to become the first and only, if I'm not mistaken, scholarship basketball player to to get a master's degree in five years while actively playing. So um, that's something that, you know, I think should never be overshadowed because, you know, you got to be more than – just a basketball player. So after I left Mizzou, had a quick stint with the Grizzlies, um, and then went overseas, played all over Europe, 
Um, had a great career there, but was just riddled with injuries. That same knee that I heard at Mizzou started to affect me my fifth and sixth year overseas. So I ended up having to retire. And uh, the, all the while, in 2014, I started LBO Sports, right. which is an LLC that I've used uh, to host all of my basketball camps and my training sessions and public speaking and and uh, a couple of other ventures. But uh, the reason I started that was because I've always been about being more in tune with other kids and other people and not just focusing solely on myself because I'm the product of God's grace and, and, and the generosity of many people growing up in a rough neighborhood in Memphis. So um, I just always wanted to, you know, create a platform where I could use it to be resourceful for other young kids and, and to make a difference. Philanthropy is, is something that I, I really believe in and uh, I'm going to continue to push that envelope through LBO sports. So basketball camps have grown tremendously every yeah. year. Last year was a record-breaking year. I had 420 kids in camp in year seven. So That's that, just, that, just, that just lets you know that you're doing something right. And, and um, you know, my wife and I, we work really, really hard to, uh, to build Camp Bowers up to what it's, what it's become. And we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So that's a little bit about, you know, my business venture um, with LBO Sports. But I also have an art business here in town um, that, that I, I kicked off when I retired. Uh, I do com commission portraits and landscapes and all that good stuff. Very so good. it was, like, yeah, it was a hobby that turned into a, um, a profession. It's crazy. Yeah. But, and now I'm currently leading the NIL market for the University of Missouri through a uh, private company called Advanced Missouri Athletes. Um, the university, yeah, the university can't solicit NIL. And what NIL is, is name, image, likeness. It was a rule that was passed last year in July that allows athletes to monetize and make profits off of their name, their image, their likeness. So I am um, currently in the the executive director role for a company called Advanced Missouri Athletes. And I'm busy, man. I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I believe it. It sounds like it. Uh, so, uh, you know, speaking to that busy schedule, could you kind of take us what um, walk us through like what an average day in your shoes looks like? Average day. Um, OK, so I'm, I'm a you know, I'm going to give you a hard day. What okay. a hard day looks like. OK, yeah. Now, in this role that I'm in with Advanced Missouri Athletes, it actually gives me a little bit more flexibility to be a father. And a, and a husband, which were the two main reasons besides my commitment and passion for Mizzou that made me come and take this job. So I wake up every morning around seven, get my daughter ready for school. I drop her off at school. Um, I'll come to the office, send out some emails, make some phone calls. Almost every day I'm either having coffee with a client or coffee and lunch with a client so every day i'm i'm out and about but whenever i'm not i'm in my office sending emails and and, and calling people trying to get them to believe and invest in the nil fund um once i get done with this if i can i'll go pick up my daughter when i can but sometimes it just doesn't work out like that yeah i'll uh, i'll end up going to the gym where i teach basketball to a lot of kids here in the community and I'll be at the gym until seven o'clock. Um, but I always try to find times to go, you know, home and, and see my young son who's not in school. And then when my daughter gets out, I, I try my best to pick her up. And if I can, I still go home before I go to the gym. 
I'll go to the gym from, let's say, five to seven. Get done with that, I'll go home. And then uh, I'll, you know, spend a little time with my kids if they're awake. And if not, you know, spend some time with my wife. And on certain nights, I have to draw. Yeah. And, you know, so I'll stay up late drawing portraits and and trying to fulfill orders on uh, from my art business. So it's, it's a grind. It's a grind, but, you know, it's a sacrifice on my end. Um, I grew up a lot without, and I just wanted to make sure that, you know, with the work ethic that I have, that my kids wouldn't ever have to go through some of the things that um, I went through. So grinding it, man. I completely understand that value. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned how you were involved in all of these different businesses and positions. Could you kind of speak a little bit about how you found your way into all of that transitioning from a, a professional basketball career? I think um, I think this is just a universe lesson right here. I think, you know how you always hear people say what you put into something is what you get out of it? Absolutely. So for me, when I play basketball here, I just always made it a a point to create relationships, to to get to know people. Like I never wanted to be known as just Lawrence Bowers, the the basketball player. Yeah. You know, so I I felt like I always put my my heart on the table when I met people. I was always genuine, and when basketball it worked out, but it you know it was cut short. When when my career was cut short those same people that I had genuine relationships with and just the overall way that I left Mizzou as a student. Um, I think that came back and helped me out as far as getting my foot in the door and, and figuring out my second career after basketball. So, you know, my advice to anybody is just treat people with respect, always have humility and uh, just be genuine because people see, people can actually see what's in your heart, you know, before you open your mouth, people see your actions. And I felt like I did a pretty good job with that um, when I was a player, just connecting with people. And, and now it's paying off tenfold. If you like this podcast, you might be interested in finding out more ways to learn new skills, make plans for your future, and develop connections with youth and caring adults. 4-H, a youth program of MU Extension, can help you do all of these things and more. Find Missouri 4-H on Facebook or the MU Extension website, extension.missouri.edu. So now kind of switching gears a little bit. So as I had mentioned, this podcast goes along with our our, uh, camp, um, and it really kind of focuses on helping middle school age students find their sparks, which is something we talk about quite a bit. And their sparks are kind of what drives them um, towards their goal or a little bit similar to like what their passions are. Uh, so can you kind of relate that to your, um, you know, your time playing basketball? And was there like a certain moment that you realized that that was your spark? Yeah, I mean, basketball has been my spark since I was four. You know, yeah. I, I I came from a family of, of, of athletes. And, uh, you know, for me, I just kind of took, took basketball by the hands because, number one, you know, there just wasn't many other things for me to, to do. Yeah. So I was always, you know, I was just always intrigued by basketball and baseball because I played baseball up until my senior year of high school. Okay. Um, I think it's very important trying to figure out what your spark is and see that the thing is some people never find that. Yeah. Or when they do find it, it's a little bit too late, right? I should have, would have, should have, would have, could have of the world, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was fortunate enough to kind of know 
I'm not gonna say no, but kind of have an idea of what my life and career path would look like. Um, but I will tell you this, when you find your spark, you know, some people might find a spark and, and just don't act on it out of fear. You know, fear is, is the worst thing that I think a person can have because, I, you know, I think it was Wayne Gretzky that said, you miss every shot you don't take, that yeah. you don't shoot. Yeah. And, uh, man, I think that's, you know, it sounds cliche, but that's just one of those deals that it really does reflect and it does, like, it finds its way into the universe 100% because for me, growing up as a kid under certain circumstances, not having a father when I was young, I could have easily succumbed to the situation, but I just always was willing to take a risk, man, and just just see what happens, you know, and it paid off. So I think I think finding your spark, the sooner the better. But if you don't act on that spark when you when you find it, it's not gonna turn into a big flame, you know. I completely agree with that. And kind of building off that a little bit more, um, what's kind of one of those things that motivates you through all your endeavors now? You talked about all these businesses that you're a part of. Um, and through all of this career that you've had, what's uh, what's one of those things that keeps you going and motivates you through all of that? Uh, it's three things. It's three things. You know, I always reflect on the past, right? I always reflect on the past, and that kind of propels me into the future. Uh, you know, like I said, I I didn't grow up poor, but I didn't grow up in a circumstance where everything was given to me when I needed it, you know, so... Like, I just always keep that in the back of my, my mind whenever I'm doing anything or I'm trying to accomplish anything because, you know, it took a lot of hard work to get to where I'm at. Like, I'm not discrediting myself by any means. Yeah. Um, but, like I said to you earlier, I, I've always been the product of generosity. I've always had other people. I've always had other people who have poured into me. So, I also want to reciprocate that. You know what I'm saying? So. Absolutely. Just just knowing how I grew up and, and knowing that, you know, people always help me. I think that kind of motivates me to kind of dip my hand in everything, not from a financial gain standpoint, but just because I want to impact as many kids and people as I can, because you just never know what type of, you know, what type of uh, impact you have on a kid. You don't know what they're going through at home. And I just remember some of the stuff that I was going through and how I had people that would deliver me out of it. So. I would say, you know, reciprocating generosity. I would say my, you know, my upbringing has always been a motivation. And last but not least, my my family, my family, you know, um, I've always wanted the family dynamic. I've always wanted to be the best possible husband I could be. I always wanted to be the best possible father I could be. And, uh, you know, obviously money isn't everything, but I'd rather have it than not. Yeah. You know, because they can afford my, my family a lot of experiences and, and, and memories. So those are probably the three things um, that keep me as motivated and keep me going with uh, everything that I got going on. Absolutely. Uh, so now switching gears a little bit, um, you know, if you were to speak to a, a middle school age student who, you know, has kind of found that spark through their sports, not just basketball, but I guess any sports and has an idea that they would like to go and, you know, play professional sports one day. What like piece of advice would you give them? Uh, I would, I would, I would tell them to be, not, to not be afraid to fail. Um, like I said, it's kind of alluding back to what I was saying earlier, fear, right? Yeah. Fear is the, is the worst thing I think anybody can have because you literally block yourself of your blessings, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, um, God could be telling you, hey, go this way. 
You know, if Moses didn't, if, if Moses had fear in his heart, he wouldn't have crossed the Red Sea. Yeah. So I would just tell them to act on it. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times our intuitions as people, believe it or not, is telling us the best thing to do yeah. in that particular situation. And if a middle schooler feel like they found something that they can hold on to, cherish, and, and actually prosper with it, I would just tell them, just go for it, yeah. right? You're young. You're young. If it doesn't work out, you still have time. No. But if you never try it, you never know what could have happened. And then you live your life in regrets. Right. Yeah. So I would just say, just just be fearful, like like fearless, like <laughs> don't ever be fearful. Just 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 be fearless. See what happens. Now, obviously, you got to be a, 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 a judge, a, good, a judge of good character. But, you know, some things your intuition might tell you is not good for you. But most of the time it is. <laughs> so you got to be able to, to decipher between, you know, right and wrong, but you just got to go for it. That, that's what I would tell them. Absolutely. Now, kind of similar question as well. Um, if you could speak to yourself, your middle school age self, what's kind of one piece of advice you'd give yourself back then? Play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, I, wouldn't, maybe nice. I wouldn't have had so many injuries with basketball, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, man, believe it or not, I feel like, Um, I feel like I was too passive on certain things. Like, yeah, the way I talk about fear now, like I actually used to be very hesitant and, and second guessing myself growing up. And I mean, I, I turned out fine, you know, but who knows where I could be right, right. now. Had I take, had I taken some of those chances and taken some of those risks and, and just went for what I thought, you know, I should have been doing or where I should have been. Um, so I think, I think all of this stuff kind of ties into each other. I like you said, that last question and this question, I'm giving advice to other kids, but that's the same advice I would give to myself. I, I completely agree. And I think all of those kind of values, things are, uh, things we learn as we kind of go through those experiences. Um, right. and I think those are all really important kind of things for sure. This podcast has been brought to you by MU Extension. Through the innovations and ideals of the University of Missouri, MU Extension improves lives, businesses, and communities by focusing on solving Missouri's grand challenges around economic opportunity, educational access, health, and well-being. MU Extension is a partnership for the University of Missouri campuses, Lincoln University, the people of Missouri through county extension councils, and the National Institute for Food and Agriculture of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Through statewide offices, publications, and web-based services, Extension faculty in every county of Missouri continue to carry the benefits of MU research throughout the entire state. Call your local Extension office to learn more about what Extension has to offer. You can also check out MU Extension's website, extension.missouri.edu. That's extension.missouri.edu. Uh, in terms of our big questions, that's kind of what we hit everything. I do have a couple fun questions for you, though. Yeah, uh, sure. a, a Mizzou basketball fan, if you don't mind me asking some. Uh, sure. So if you could elaborate on, like, what your favorite memory um, while playing basketball was, either at Mizzou or, you know, in your professional or high school career, if you had, like, one big memory that stuck out to you. Um, you know, Mizzou was incredible. The best five years of my life, Absolutely. I met my wife there, you know, some of my closest friends. Obviously, I moved back here because of some of the connections I had. But I think my favorite year 
my favorite time playing basketball was 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 after my daughter was born. Yeah, she got to see me play for the first year and a half of her life, and you know, I just just having somebody like her eyes on you, just looking over there after games, in between you know half times, getting kisses yeah. from from your baby man. I think that was uh, that's the most memorable season and a half that I I played a basketball in my. Let me see. I started when I was four and I retired when I was 28. So in my 24 years of playing basketball, I think that last, well, not the last, but that, yeah, that last year and a half of my career when my daughter saw me playing, I think that was my favorite time. Uh, I believe that. And I'm sure that was really kind of powerful experience for sure. Well, awesome. Thank you again. That's kind of all the questions I have for you today. Um, I guess before we get off here um, or anything like that, is there anything else that you would like to have into this podcast? Um, if you, you know, want anybody else to hear or any other, message that you want to get out to people um not not necessarily i mean you know obviously for me i just want kids to to make the most out of all of their opportunities um like i said not be fearful and, and know that they got a resource in me i'm, I'm here i'm in columbia Absolutely. um i love you know lending a hand to anybody and if anybody in camp kapow needs a mentor or just anybody to, to hear them out and, and, you know, pour into them. They can easily find me. You can share my contact with them. I don't care. And uh, if any of them want to come to Camp Bowers, my basketball camp, let's make that happen. So uh, that, I think, I think that's that. about it, bro. I think that's about it. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. It's always great to be able to, to like I said, pour into the youth and, and to talk about how I got to where I'm at because it wasn't easy. And I honestly feel like if I can do it, anybody can. So absolutely, I appreciate you. I appreciate awesome. you a lot. Heath. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you again, kind of for taking the time out of your day. I know you have a, a million different things going on. Hey friends, that's a wrap for this episode of show me the future podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the others. Don't forget to download our episodes so you can listen on the go. Follow us to get notifications about new episodes. See you next time.